here this week i mean it's it's miracle randy we haven't heard your voice in a while how you doing tired oh i think you can hear that in my voice <laughs> yeah we it's can been a, uh, it's been a long week in negotiations at the old nine to five and uh uh i've added some uh some names to my shit list and, and some people to my nice list i won't get into any more details but uh mm-hmm. it's good to be winding down on those and uh Back to the Wake and Take podcast. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And let's jump right into a little bit of NFL discussion. Obviously, big one this weekend. Bucks heading up to the frozen tundra. Uh, you're still down in Florida. Uh, you're not kind of experiencing the cold. I've heard it's supposed to be about 26 <laughs> degrees out in the frozen tundra this weekend. So not quite, uh, you know, maybe what the Packers were hoping for. Something in the single digits to really throw Tom Brady and the Bucks off. But, you know, still got a, still got a good chance to win, Randy. Yeah, and uh, it was funny. I was listening to, to Pat McAfee uh, earlier this week talking with Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers pointed out that with 8,000 fans or whatever it is, instead of 78,000 fans, you actually hear the fans differently, whereas when it's 78,000 fans, you just hear a roar. It's just mm. loud. Yeah. And he was talking about how when he was warming up, like he could hear everyone shouting out like his name or just – you can hear everything and you can't it just different tuning that out. So uh, it's going to be interesting with, um, I think Tampa Bay's had fans, uh, uh, had fans down, down in Florida this, mm-hmm. uh, this yep. year, but um, that's like, it's something that I never even considered like with a reduced capacity, like being able to like just hear. Yeah. Individual <laughs> hear fans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so obviously at home, you know, the Packers aren't, it's not like, you know, the Packers are, are, are worrying too much about it. You know, most most fans are are, are pretty knowledgeable about when the home team has the ball, you you keep quiet and, and let the offense work, and then you make more noise on defense. Um, but, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing is going to be the snow, whether or not it snows. And I think last time I checked, it was supposed to snow. Um, we'll see what happens uh, uh, come this weekend. But I am... Uh, this is the most confident I've felt about a Packers NFC Championship game in my life. They've played, they've played in five in the past ten years. And as I was looking back and looking at those games, uh, the crazy thing was, uh, in in each NFC Championship game the Packers have played in, uh, with the exception of last year that did the. the uh, I guess I didn't even check last year. Did the Patriots make the AFC Championship game last year? No, um, they didn't. No, 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 no. The, no, it was the um, it was the Titans and the, the Chiefs. Yeah. So in yep. three of the uh, four NFC Championship games the Packers have played in so far, the Patriots have played in the AFC Championship game the same year, and two of those years the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl. So, um, kind of interesting. Like we could have had three Rodgers Brady Super Bowls. Yeah. Um and the two that the the Patriots made they 
Um, I think they ended up winning both. I forget the years they've won so much and they've been to so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, the fact that now it's, um, you know, now they're playing to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, like if, you, if you're NFL marketing, you couldn't set this up any better, I, th- I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right about that. I mean, the quarterback matchup is there for sure. Rodgers the best in the NFL right now versus the old the old GOAT, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, this is exactly what you want from an NFL perspective in terms of selling advertisements and sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. Um, I got the weather pulled up right now. It looks like high of 29, low of 20, snow showers likely, 60% chance um, that it snows. And maybe a little freezing rain possible, too, if it gets over 29. But it's certainly going to be an advantage, I think, especially when you hear Tom Brady talking about how he thinks his blood has thinned out in Tampa Bay. Now, whether that's true or (laughs) just, you know, just throwing some stuff out there for the media. I mean, you think it would play an advantage for sure for the Packers. I mean, they're, they're used to that. Obviously, Tom Brady spent a lot of time in Boston in those cold winters, but it makes a difference. I mean, I'm out in California right now and I have been for the last couple of months. And when I came home for Christmas, it was cold. It, it, it was only 30 degrees, but it felt cold. It, it's a big difference mm-hmm. that 40 degrees when you're not used to it in, in the winter time. So yeah, 29 is not going to feel cold to the Packers. That's going to be a pretty mild day in the winter there, but to the bucks, that, that's, that's going to make a big difference. And the 8,400 fans that you had last week, I mean, I didn't necessarily listen to all the commentary on how those fans impacted the game, but two weeks ago, the, the Bills had 6,000 fans, and Iron Eagle, the broadcaster for that game, said it played a tremendous impact. I mean, the emotions that, that you don't necessarily get from just loudspeakers, you get from 6,000 fans losing their minds in the stadium, and I would imagine that, again, this week, there is no resale for Packer fans. Is that correct, Randy? They're nope. not letting the, uh, yeah. No so resale in- my, uh, my dad tried to get tickets, and they sold out in about forty-five seconds. There you go. Uh, which is which is crazy. He he, he didn't get them, uh, but yeah, I get the demand is there, and um, it's gonna be. And I think we talked about a couple weeks ago how you know if you've been playing before zero fans all year, and all of a sudden you're given you know eight thousand uh, in the right stadium, in in the right conditions, in the right bowl, uh, that that can be pretty damn loud. Yeah. Um, especially when you haven't been dealing with that the whole year. Um, so, and like I said, I think Tampa Bay, just being in Florida, I think they've had fans. They have, yeah. Um, I don't think they've the had year. it all yeah. season, but they definitely had fans at some At point. home. Yeah, at home. Yeah, well, they've had, they've had fans at home. Um, yeah. And I don't know on the road, and that's really when the, where the home field advantage is, is home field advantage. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. I guess to, to, the thing I'll end on is um, the hope is that, uh, you know, this, this week Brady, Brady and Giselle sold their Massachusetts home for like $35 million. Uh, so maybe Brady's just feeling a little complacent this week, you know, sitting on all that money and, you know, <laughs> he already had his, his highlight for the week and um, he'll just, uh, he'll just be relaxed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Too relaxed. On, <laughs> I don't know, Randy. On Sunday, <laughs> Tom. Tom is like the opposite of that. He he is not complacent at all. I mean, he he's just looking to get that Monday morning Instagram video with the W caption. Uh, I mean, that's that that seems to be his motivation, and obviously winning. I mean, the dude's the ultimate and, competitor. Yeah. And giving his his kids a big old big old <laughs> kiss on the lips. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't let that one slide, could you? No, couldn't let that one slide. <laughs> Packers are three-point three uh, three favorites, according to ESPN right now. 
Um, Randy, I, I, I assume you're taking the Packers. Oh, I'm taking the Packers minus 1,000. There we go. BG, Zachary? We'll have to chime in because there's way too much time on the Packers. Talked on a Minnesota podcast to say, um, <laughs> yes, Tom Brady kisses his kids on the lips, but he also has a family to talk to, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. And he also put up 38 <laughs> unanswered points on the Packers this Ooh. season. So um, I unfortunately think the Packers are going to win, so I'll take them. But I hope to God that the Buccaneers and Antoine Winfield can take the second of two uh, Vikings enemies down this week after taking down the Saints this past weekend. But I think the Packers are going to win and cover the spread. Hey, hey, don't forget about Tyler Johnson, who, according to Chris Collinsworth, the, the best catch of the year. <laughs> yeah, who he's <laughs> never seen weekend. a go for snap of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Skip Bayless who said that. Yeah, Skip Bayless, I'm thinking of, said he used to watch him at the Gophers and he's going to be a star or whatever he said. He did not see a play of the Gophers all season. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I agree with that. Yeah, Zachary, any thoughts on the uh, Bucks Packer game? No, I know I've mentioned this before. I have a hard time differentiating between who I think is going to win, who I want to win. Mm-hmm. That would be great to see the Bucks win. Really would. Um, I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to put my money where my heart is. Yep, I I, I usually do the same, and I'm going to follow you here. Um, it, it was ugly the last time these two teams played. I think it. What, what was it? Like 10 10 to start the game, and then it was like a 38 0 run, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think it was 10 0. Yeah. In the second quarter. Oh, was 10, it? It was 10 0. Packers had the ball and were driving in the second quarter. Yeah. And Rodgers threw his first pick six in like six years. Yeah, he's are two yeah, picks and, in that. And game. there were no points scored in the fourth quarter either by either team. <laughs> it's a weird game. Yeah, the Packers. Holy defense. crap, are you serious? Yeah. Hmm. Packers defense is a lot better now than they were, but I, I, I still, uh, I'm going to go with my heart, Zachary. I, I'm with you. I'm going with the Bucks. I think the Packers will win, but yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks in the pick segment here because, uh, let's you know, do it. Go Tom Brady. Uh, all right, let's move on to the AFC Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs three point favorites. Fellas, it, it, it could go either way here, really. I mean, both teams are super good, in my opinion, and they honestly, I could see a blowout in either way. I could see the Bills blowing out the Chiefs. I don't think that would be surprising if the Bills play as good as they're capable of playing on both ends of the football. I could see them blowing out the Chiefs. I could also see the Chiefs blowing out the Bills. I really have no idea on this one, fellas. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one, minus three. Uh, it's my second pick where I'm going against my heart. I really want the Bills to win, and I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes um, playing another game after this or his brother doing TikTok dances up in the suite. <laughs> but I think that he just has that experience, um, obviously, winning the Super Bowl last year. And I think the stage is going to be too big for Josh Allen going into Kansas City where they, like Lambeau Field, uh, have a great home field advantage this week with the fans inside the stadium. And I just I can't see Patrick Mahomes not playing an MVP caliber game um, and getting the Chiefs the the win this weekend. Randy, is he playing? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's the thousand dollar question, isn't it, Zach? Um, I mean, if you look at the Bills' schedule, they've uh, they've won twelve games in a row. If a word for DeAndre Hopkins um, in that mm-hmm. game against the Cardinals. Yep, um, and with the the last loss besides the Cardinals game being to the Chiefs in a close game. Um, and the Bills have gotten better than any team has gotten better throughout the season. 
um, they're just firing on all cylinders. Um, and I think uh, I think Josh Allen and, and Bills Mafia is going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, can you imagine that? Bills Mafia with two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's going to be oh, absolute mayhem in, in Buffalo. That's going to be absolute mayhem. Two weeks to lead up to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it would be it would be tables insane. are going to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it reminds me, and, and again, not to bring up another state in uh, in the Minnesota sports podcast, but uh, the the past couple of years, whenever Iowa has a bowl game, um, after the game when they've won, they drink bars out of alcohol. Like, uh, <laughs> two two years ago in San Diego after the Holiday Bowl, um, multiple bars around the stadium ran out of alcohol because Iowa fans were just drinking so much. Yeah. And wow. a similar situation is going to happen in Tampa Bay, uh, but with, with the folding tables. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a mad rush for them, and everywhere is going to be out of them. And I just imagine, I don't know, there's going to be some family that there hasn't seen each other in a long time and is looking to yeah. host some outdoor <laughs> gathering, and all they need is a folding table from, yeah. from Walmart, and yeah. they can't get it. And it's because of i don't know what i saw a tweet about that this week i, I don't know what retail store it was but there was some it looked like a dick sporting goods <laughs> yeah it was a d word yep. was it okay and they were selling in the uh, bills you know section like all where they had the jerseys and the gloves and you know all the kind of merchandise they also had folding tables right there <laughs> uh so you can pick up That's your folding awesome. table to smash through and your stefan Diggs jersey at the same time in the same location well, one thing perfect. people don't don't point out enough about those folding cables is they're those I, I don't know how to describe it like in a on an audio medium, but it's the type of folding tables that I feel like are the most rigid. Like they're the folding tables that you see in like a church basement or um, yeah, like exactly. they're like it's not it, it's not like they're just <laughs> folding tables. It's not it's not like they're just folding tables. They're like the most sturdy folding tables. Yeah. Like in production and they just go through them like like a hot knife through yeah. butter. Like it is, that is not talked about enough. Yeah. I don't think. I agree. But if you think about it, Randy, it's usually pretty big fellows and they're usually jumping off some sort of <laughs> RV or something. So you don't want a folding table that you just go right through because they're going to hit the ground pretty True. hard. You know, they want a little cushion. True. So, you, you know, it, it, they get the thicker ones. Yep. yep. And you want a clean break too. You don't want anything. You do, you do want a clean break. Even though on some of these videos, there's still like bottles and, you know, all kinds of stuff on the table. And it's just kind of an impromptu <laughs> break through the table. But it's, you Where, know. Where's John, where's John Brinkus at? What, what is he up to now? I need a sports science on <laughs> we do a 275-pound Bills fan uh, going through a folded table. Yeah, off of an RV. That's exactly <laughs> the scientific be cool scenario one. we need set up. Yeah. It's uh, it's insane. Zachary, any thoughts on Bills Chiefs? Uh, I if Mahomes plays, I think Chiefs win. Mm-hmm. If Mahomes doesn't play, I think Bills win. I think it's probably a lot of people are thinking that same scenario. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think I think Mahomes is going to play. I don't think there's a way he sits out. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to get him on the field, and I think they're gonna win. Um, but if Packers play the Bills, it'd be the drunkest Super Bowl of all time. My yeah. goodness, uh, <laughs> yeah. can't even imagine that the, the quantity of alcohol consumed in in those two states and those two cities. But <laughs> um, no, I think it's going to be Bucks Chiefs. I really do. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it will certainly be a lot of alcohol consumed if it's if it's the Bills making it in there and the Packers. But we'll just have to wait and see, fellas. Any final thoughts on those two games before we get to some other news around the NFL? 
Okay. There we go. Um, okay, there's like four big stories I want to hit here. Really three, but Eagles hired Nick Sirianna, uh, Sirianni. I think it's Sirianni from the Colts. He was their offensive coordinator. Goal is to fix Carson Wentz. I mean, w- the question with the Eagles right now is, is Carson Wentz going to stay? Is Jalen Hurts their quarterback? Sudfeld, obviously not uh, an option there, as we mm-hmm. saw in week 16 or week 17. It was their final game of the season. Uh, but they hired Sirianna. Can they get... Carson wants to say, can they get him to play better like he did a couple of years ago? That is the big question for the Eagles right now. Fellas, any thoughts on the hire? Well, why wasn't it Eric Bianney? I think that's like, for every coaching hire, I think with the exception of Urban Meyer, it's, and and um, what's his name? The, who the Jets hired? New Jets coach, yeah. Um, but I think with those two exceptions, like, why hasn't Eric Bianney been hired? And And it's, it, it blows my mind two years in a row. And and I guess I, I don't know what his options have been, mm-hmm. but um, besides the, I'd say besides the chargers and the Jags, uh, there isn't any good head coaching jobs out there or any, any jobs that I think a lot of people would be itching to have unless they just want to be a head coach. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. But um, I still think it's crazy that, that he hasn't, uh, he didn't even interview with most of these teams too. Like right. he's only had a couple, a couple interviews. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I think teams are just, just crazy. Yeah. And, and another hire this week is Dan Campbell to the, to the Detroit lions. I mean, that's another one that's kind of a head scratcher <laughs> for me. Like, what are they thinking there? Like we went with the old Patriots guy, the, you know, the DC from the Patriots to, to you know, make this into a winning franchise fire him after two years, then we go hire Dan Campbell, uh, fresh off the Miami job. I think he fired in 2018. But still, I I don't know what they see in Dan Campbell other than a guy who could lead your strength and conditioning program to new heights. But I don't know what they see from a head coaching position there. You know, Bill, you're definitely right. He screams college strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Just football cliches after football cliches. Right. Um, uh, Man, uh, I was listening to some, some of his all-time all-time best interviews, and he's talking about some guy, and he goes, um, he goes he's a football player. I mean, we have football players on this team, but he's a football player. <laughs> um, and, like, just, like, that's literally every interview with him. Like, he does it. It's, yeah. He is, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just the look of him. Like, he doesn't look like a head football coach. He looks like a guy who's running your strength and conditioning program who you show up to in the summer and puts you through hell workouts for, for nine straight weeks, and then you go out and play and you never see him again. Like, that's what he looks yeah. like. He looks like the guy who's running the warm-ups before the game to make sure everybody's loose or whatever and then running the workout programs in the offseason. But he just doesn't look like a head coach, and maybe it'll work out for the Lions. I guess he had a, a press conference that wowed according to ESPN and their, their headline about his press conference yesterday. But I, I just don't know. I, I don't see what the Eagles see or the Lions see, and I don't see him working out. But we'll see what happens. I, I will I will see in his defense the, uh, the, the common theme in head coaching hires this, this uh, offseason has been coaches with strong jawlines. <laughs> uh, you look at like Dan Campbell, Robert. Uh, uh, Sala. Uh, yep, Sala, yep. Um, uh, I, I just, I just see that. I just see their, their pictures when Adam Schefter tweets them out. Uh, but that is the one common theme. It's white guys with, with strong, with strong jawlines. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good trend, Randy. Maybe a blog post coming on that to uh, the new wakeandtakepod.com website that we just got launched. Uh, shout out to BG on getting that, that, that going there. But we got uh, one blog up there right now uh, written by BG, but we'll have a few coming soon, fellas. So wakeandtakepod.com uh, if you want to go read those and look at some of our uh, other podcasts and that kind of stuff. Uh, fellas, moving through the NFL here, Phillip Rivers announced he's retiring uh, yesterday. Gall darn it, Phillip Rivers is gone. I mean, a legend yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet that now that he's retired, he has time to start building a family with his <laughs> yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah. And for those who don't, but, who don't know, he already has nine kids. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely a, a legend and a future Hall of Famer and a great guy every single time when he was mic'd up mm-hmm. and talking shit. But it was always PG version of talking shit, and it was, it was a great one that will be missed. Yeah. And it's too bad he didn't have more success in his NFL career. Yeah. On the Hall of Fame part, BG, um, did, did everyone see that, uh, I think it was two days ago, Colin Coward on the show said, or whatever the day was that he announced his retirement, Colin Coward said, uh, automatic Hall of Famer. Like, Locke has a Hall of Famer, and then it was either today or it was a day later, and he goes on his show and he says, uh, if you weren't ever one of the top five highest paid quarterbacks, you aren't a Hall of Famer. I'm talking to you, Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. And like, Colin Coward goes back on what he says. Um, like usually like over the span of like a year or two, but like this was next day. Like it went from Hall of Famer <laughs> to not Hall of Famer that quick. And I just I just love how he doesn't have like he doesn't remember anything he's ever said. Like he just <laughs> he just he just talks. He just talks yeah. he, he, he just talks talks out of his ass. Yeah. He he totally does. I mean, Colin, <laughs> he, he's just kind of looking for the headlines. Like, whatever he says, he doesn't actually believe. I, I don't think, at least. I think he's just, like, looking for the headlines. Oh, yeah. And um, apparently with, with his show more than other shows, um, he uh, or that, that, Fox, that Fox team does so much research uh, when it comes to specific markets and what to talk about to get ratings up. Yeah. So, like, it's very night and day. Like, oh, this week we need to talk about, you know, the Tampa Bay yeah. uh, and Tom Brady to get our Tampa numbers up yeah. or this week we need to talk about Patrick Mahomes to get our Midwest numbers up. Hmm. Um, yeah. He'll literally I, say whatever he needs to say to yeah. get those, uh, get well, those good ratings. Did you see his take this week? I, he said, I think it was two days ago now, but he said the AFC championship game should be delayed until whenever Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is available to play. <laughs> That is a ridiculous take. Like nobody has ever had that take ever unless it was maybe him a few years ago. But like who, like no one's saying that, like no one says yeah. the game should be moved just so one player can, but that's idiotic. Like, but I mean, Hey, he's got us talking about it. So yeah. goal achieved. If that's your goal. Yeah. True. True. Maybe we, we should stop talking about him, but uh, he, he's definitely all publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly one take. Uh, fellas, last thing I have NFL-related, Gary Kubiak officially retiring today, or yesterday, rather. Uh, news we announced basically the day after the season ended. Uh, everyone kind of expected this, but now Gary officially retired from the Minnesota Vikings and from football altogether, and we'll see. My money's on Clint Kubiak, but we'll see who the Vikings hire as their next offensive coordinator. Yeah, I haven't heard um, any other name that's got me excited. Um, I'd be lying if I said I was super excited with Clint Kubiak, but 
out of the other options out there, I think he's definitely our best option, and especially a young offensive coordinator um, compared to who's on the market. I know there's some talk today. Uh, the Seahawks offensive coordinator, or at least former offensive coordinator who got fired, um, talks if the Vikings were going to hire him and you get fired for a reason. So I hope that we don't. And right now I hope we keep it within the organization and go with the younger Kubiak to handle the reins on this team. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I laid out the argument a couple of weeks ago on the pod, but I think the continuity that you, that you keep from Gary to his son and the continuity that this offense so desperately desires after having six offensive coordinators in six seasons, you got to keep something the same. I mean, the offense wasn't the problem this year. Gary Kubiak wasn't the problem this year. It was what happened on the other side of the football. And so I don't know why you wouldn't keep the continuity there, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with hopefully Clint Kubiak being our next head coach. Um, Zachary, you let you ready to talk a little wild? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Wild are three and one coming off a four game uh, road road trip out to the West Coast to start the season. Uh, Zach, I think they got six home games in a row starting tonight um, against the Sharks, I believe. Uh, tonight at yes. seven o'clock. But pretty uh, pretty good start for your Minnesota Wild at three and one. Not great teams. They beat Anaheim uh, last night, I want to say, and they beat. Let me look at the schedule here before that. They beat the Kings and the Kings twice. So they beat the Kings and the Ducks twice, and they're, and they're three and the Ducks once. They lost to the Ducks once as well. Three and one though, pretty good off the the uh, four game road trip. Yeah, no, so, something to get excited about too. Um, I know it's there's been pretty much I think every game has been decided by one goal um, so far, and the first two games the Kings series was just absolutely wild, and we won an. Uh, one in overtime, both games, I'm pretty sure. Yep. No. Yeah, we did. Yep, was it overtime? Yeah. It yeah. Capers um, off in both of them, just too. Right? Late, yeah, late game heroics. We were down 3-1 to one in both of those games. And um, that first game, first game of the year, Caprizov, uh, I, I still can't pronounce his name. Is it Caprizov? Caprizov. Caprizov. I netted our, you know, we were talking about him in the FSN North studio. They were just like, you know, give this guy 10 games. I don't know. We, you know, he's, he's going to be nervous. No, yeah. he's a rookie in the NHL. He's going to be nervous and he scores the game winning goal. I don't know if that was, hey, did you guys see that goal at all? That overtime goal he scored that first game of the season. The first one. Yeah. Filthy. It went off his skate. It looked like it was on uh, accident. I don't know. It could have been on purpose. Who knows? But uh, I think that was, that was just an unbelievable way to set your, set your career off two assists and a goal in your first game ever. And you could see them celebrating like it was, it just made the playoffs. Like we were so excited and I was, it, it was a good feeling as well. You know, wild fans got to feel pretty good about that. Um, and then the next night or two nights, two nights later, one of the craziest games that I've seen a, for a wild game, at least And Brady and I, we were watching that live point three seconds. I think it was Studer ties it up to go mm-hmm. in the game, ties it up, brings it to overtime and then 10 seconds left. Um, I think it was Johansson, Johansson that, that scored the game winning goal. So, you know, exciting. We, the Wild have seen themselves on the, the other side of the those kind of games, you know, in their entire twenty year history. But um, that is something to feel good about. You know, three and one, even though, like you were saying, it's not versus the biggest, heaviest hitters in the West. You know, we got um, the Sharks coming up here Friday night, and then Sunday we play the Sharks again and the Kings. So I don't know really how good the Sharks are. I know the Kings, you know, they're about equal with us after those first two games. 
because it could have gone either way. But then we've got a four game stretch with the Avalanche, and apparently Avalanche are no joke this year. So yep. it'll be it'll be interesting, man. But it's you know three and one. It sounds pretty good, and it's something to be excited about. Yeah, certainly. I've been just reading about this team. I haven't seen them play other than just the highlights. But uh, the first four games, in, you know, Ducks and Kings, just middle of the road. I mean, not great NHL teams. Not like you're you know you're beating the Golden States or the you know like big time you know, teams and I guess I'm talking about NBA with Golden State, but you're not beating big time teams. They're middle of the road teams in the NHL. And I don't really know what other middle of the road teams are, but you're beating decent teams. You're not beating great teams right now, at least from what I've been reading uh, for this Minnesota wild team, but it gets a lot tougher with the sharks. You play the Kings again, and then the avalanche and the avalanche are supposed to be pretty good. And we'll see what happens in the next six at home. But Kaprizov is leading this team in points right now. And you got to be pleased with the way he's playing and the way he started this season. I mean, he's a superstar. We've known that for a while. And it's always a big question is, can the superstar make the jump? And coming from the KHL, the Russian League, you would imagine that a guy like that has had all the pressure in the world playing for Team Russia and for, for Vladimir Putin, who I would imagine puts, a, maybe not himself, but like, this the country as a whole puts an incredible amount of pressure on that hockey team in you know Olympic events or other you know winter games or whatever. So I would imagine that he's played with a ton of pressure before and coming to the NHL and being the face of a franchise and being the face of a team isn't really a whole lot different than what he was doing back in Russia with the incredible amount of pressure he was playing on there and the the talent in the KHL as well. It's a phenomenal yeah. hockey league. So he's made the transition well. And I've been very pleased with the way he's been playing, at least on the stat sheet so far. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's something else. Like I am not a great hockey mind, um, and there's probably a lot of a lot of people out there that have better takes than I would. But from what I've noticed, and I've watched hockey over the years, and I really really get into hockey um, when it comes January and you know the terrible times of winter. You're just like throwing hockey, and it seems to be the only thing on. And it, yep, I'm into it over the past couple of years, and he just looks like he he's just a step above everybody. And I've seen McDavid play a little bit and I don't think, I don't think many people are going to be um, the goal scorers anymore. Like they were making comparisons for uh, cappers off to, to McDavid. I don't, I don't think cappers is going to be the goal scorer that McDavid is. I mean, McDavid had a hat trick, I think his first or second game. I don't think we're going to see cappers doing that or cappers but the, the things he does when he's not, when he doesn't have the puck and they were showing this after the first and second games, they would show just follow him around the ice and he would make some passes. and he'd just be all over it. And they were making comments too. And, and, and so this is not totally my, my um, own, own thought process here, but it, it got me thinking and he doesn't look like he's a rookie. He doesn't look like he's a rookie at all. And obviously, like you said, the, the Russian league, it's, it's no joke KHL and he led, led in scoring both league or both years. So if he can, if he can, you know, be a top goal scorer for us. One, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's had an, he's had I think he's got four assists this year already in four games. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong. I don't have the statue in front of me. Uh, I mean, if he can be that guy, just make plays happen. Like he just looks like he's just a step above everybody on the ice, and he just moves so fast, and he he knows what he's doing with or without the puck, and it's just really exciting to see him play. Um, and, and so yes, absolutely, something something to be excited about in wild hockey. We haven't had a guy like this. They were comparing him to Marion Gabrick. I think they, they were like, yeah, that's mm. the, the FS to North people. They're like, this yeah. is probably our, you know, the, the last guy that people were this excited about. And I, yeah. you know, I'm a lot more excited about this guy than, than I was ever about Marion Gabrick. You know, I was back in the day, kind of a fair weather hockey fan. So yeah, me too. Um, 
But yeah. but uh, the the cool thing is too, and this I don't need to ramble on too much here. But Jared Spurgeon, I don't know if you hold, heard that story, but he um he got named captain, and he's the second captain ever for the Wild, full time captain. And his story was cool. He was played five seasons, I think, over in some Eastern Hockey Hockey League that was either for a junior tier or something. He played five years over over in New York, I think it was, and he went undrafted, unsigned. For anyone, the Islanders were going to take a look at him, and and for some reason they just, oh, it might have been the Islanders, the Islanders um, farm team, and yeah. they just cut him. They didn't want him, and the Wild picked him up, and he's been a stud for us for for years now, and we gave him a seven year contract, and I think it's just really cool. People are the the FS North people. That's where I get a lot of my information from. Yeah, um, <laughs> they've right. been super stoked about Spurgeon, and and he just seems like the ultimate team player. And I was very surprised it wasn't Suter or Parise, but I think it also makes sense in that. You want a guy who's going to be here for the long haul. And I think Suter and Breeze are at the end of the roads. But yeah, a lot to be excited about wild hockey. And like you said, we are playing middle of the road teams. Avalanche and Vegas are going to be the two toughest teams in our Western division that we play this year. And the Blues, you know, coming off a Stanley Cup. Yep. I think it was last year. Yeah, or two years ago. I want to say two years ago. I think. Was it two years ago? Okay. Yeah. So I'm done rambling. Wild hockey, pretty awesome stuff. Um, we'll look forward to that game. Yeah, for, uh, Friday night. So. Versus the Sharks. There we go. Zachary, I, uh, the only comment I have is uh, I, I'm not a hockey fan at all. Uh, I was looking up the, the wild roster when you were uh, when you were rambling there. Um, and the reason that I think I'm not a hockey fan is I can't pronounce anyone's name on the team. Like, as, the Packer, <laughs> as, as the Packer fan, as a Packer fan, think of the last names of the players on our team. Rogers, Williams, Smith, Jones, Adams, Adams, Williams, yeah. Jones. Like it's a bunch of just easy names. Like yeah. I just got to deal with Bakhtiari. That's like the only, that's the only wild card I'm going to deal with. And I look at this wild roster and like, I see a Greenway in there, a Hartman, but like I'm scrolling through all these different yeah. names that like I, yeah, I, I'm not going to try. Yeah. yeah. Gabbers out. That's tough. And then our couple cocking off our backup goalie. Erickson. Backup goalie. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I, I think that's really fascinating. It, it's a lot of Norwegian, a lot of uh, Scandinavian names, guys coming over from there. Um, I think it's super fascinating how you get professional sport like football and basketball where any any state, you know, it's it's free game. A lot of the southern states and western states, yeah, they're more successful when it comes to baseball and football and, and basketball historically. But you get Minnesota and, and or you get take the NHL and you get Minnesota and Canada and those Scandinavian teams and, you know, they're the heroes. And I think that's just super cool. And you, you wouldn't, you know, you don't see that with, with, I guess, I guess you do. Like I said, I just disproved my point there. You, you, you see that like with basketball or football, Texas historically is, you know, down there, but, but there's no other place like, like the North here and, and like I said, Canada or, or some of those European countries with, with hockey. I think it's just super fascinating. Um, all those guys that could be stars that just wouldn't be probably stars in any other, any other sport. Um, I don't know if that point yeah. made too much sense. Let me know if it didn't. Um, uh, on that point, this is, this, this is something I, oh, I only learned as a Minnesota transplant like a year or two ago, but the, the wild franchise or whatever it was called before the wild, like the Minnesota. hockey franchise left Minnesota for Texas. Mm-hmm. Like I that doesn't that. make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how, like it just, uh, it's, it's like moving. Uh, it's like having like an MLB team, like in um, like in the Dominican Republic, and like moving it to um, I don't know, moving it to Montana. Like it's yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like how how does that even happen? 
I mean, we don't need to get into that now, but uh, but that, uh, yeah. that, was, that, parents, was, that was such a shock to me. People on our parents' generation and maybe a little before that too, but uh, I think a lot of people swore off hockey forever after that. I think they were so, so mad. A lot of Minnesotans at least. Um, I know people who who will never never watch the Wild ever, and they either chose different teams or they just chose different sport to watch because <laughs> they were yeah. so mad about it. Well, it was like a seven-year, I want to say, and I'm going to look this up right now to make sure I'm right, but I think it was like a seven-year. I want to say the North Stars lost or left in 93, and the Wilds started up in 2000. Um, let me just double-check. Yeah, looks like the North Stars left June. Oh, let's see here. Oh, it doesn't have a date, but North Stars left in 93 at some point during that season, and the Wild were founded June 25th, 1997. They didn't actually play their first game until the 2000 season. So there was a good seven years when Minnesota, the state of hockey now, didn't have a hockey team. And we're, at least in the United States, there's more Stanley or there's more uh, NHL players in Minnesota than any other uh, state, other than, you know, if you, if you take Canada, I guess. But there's more NHL players from Minnesota than any other state in the United States. And we didn't have a hockey team for seven years. So it's a very good question, Andy. We weren't alive at that point. I was born in 97. I think some of you guys were as well, maybe 98. But it's a weird period. It's kind of head-scratching to to think about the state of hockey losing their hockey team to Dallas. You know, it just doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. And I think what pissed people off the most is that I think it was – Late, it was the late '90s, Madonna, and it was our crew, it was our guys that they'd watched, and um, obviously there were some people had come and gone. But I think it was '98, '99, one of those years. Uh, they won the Stanley Cup, and people were, you know, it was Minnesota's cup, it's Minnesota's team. But they went to Dallas and they won a cup, and I think they made it. They made it the year after they didn't win. Um, I don't remember the. I could, I could look that up. But uh, it was '98 to '99 or '99 to 2000. They made two cups in a row. They won the first one, and I think that that's probably right then. And then the Wild come up, and the people swore off hockey. I think forever. A lot of people did, or at least the Wild. So they probably now are Blues fans, or you know. But I don't blame them. I would have been so so mad. Think about that. Think about if that happened to the Twins or the um, the Vikings. I mean, we were solid. We we made it. The the North Stars made a cup, made two cups, made two Stanley Cups, and so it's just. I don't know. It, it, it would be frustrating. I would, I would yeah. have been very pissed off if I was at that time. Certainly. I think that brings us to a good point in the show. BG had a hot tip the other night. Uh, BG, do you want to share that hot tip you heard? Yes. We had a hot tip on the anonymous wake and take hotline. Yep. Um, our first hot tip to come through there. So hopefully we have some more coming in the next couple of weeks. But yep. <laughs> from an anonymous source, um, it may be credited, it may be not, but it actually did come from somebody else who was getting a haircut while some Timberwolves executives were also in that same barber shop. He overheard that um, they're in the talks, which is a very broad term, so it just could have been floated around or it's actually in the talks, but of the Wolves moving to Las Vegas, um, which would absolutely be horrible, but I think it would make sense for a couple reasons. Um, obviously a lot bigger of a market in Las Vegas and the Wolves are a poverty franchise and have always been really, really bad. But mm -hmm. of course there's a lot of reasons the Wolves would stay like Glenn Taylor saying that he's not moving the team out of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how far we want to go into this, but that's the anonymous hotline provided us that piece of information that 
at least somebody in the Wolves organization, if this is a valid source, has mm-hmm. talked about moving the team to Las Vegas at a somewhat serious level. Yeah, and I just want to be clear. We are, we are the first to report this uh, news, as I believe, BG. I, I haven't heard any other news sources report this. No, we are, we are absolutely on the forefront okay. here. We yeah. are breaking it in Minnesota and the U.S., actually worldwide. Yeah. Um, so if it's right, you know who... You heard it who from broke first, it, and yeah. if it's wrong, you know not to say anything. Exactly, exactly. We, we got that trust with our listeners for sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, to, to kind of denounce your point, and I said this when, we, when you called me and told me about this as well, is Glenn Taylor said he wasn't going to sell the team, and he said he wouldn't sell the team to somebody who didn't agree, and that was kind of the t- contingent, is if you don't agree to not keep this team in Minneapolis and Minnesota, I'm not going to sell the team to you. And I know there's buyers like, you know, Kevin Garnett has been floated out there as a potential buyer with another buyership group. He, he doesn't have the money to buy them outright, but Kevin Garnett, potential uh, owner as part of an ownership group, is some other names have been floated around as well. But Glenn Taylor made it pretty clear, at least it sounded like, that he wasn't going to sell this team unless they were for sure staying in Minnesota. Yeah, and I think he still owns the Lynx as well. So he, he's got the NBA, the WNBA, and, and Minnesota lockdown. He, he's the richest man in Minnesota. And, and I I, I kind of believe in him. I, I mean, there's a certain part of me that, that wants this to be true just so we're the first ones to break the news. But the other part of me, like the majority of me, says I, I hate this and I don't want it to be true at all, BG. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same with you. It would be, it'd be great if we would be sourced. Um as the leaders in this, but absolutely yeah. do not want that to be the case. Um, I also heard that the Target Center's contract comes up in three years, and so does the XL Energy Center, and that mm. would make sense to combine both of those into one stadium. Mm. Um, so that could be a, another reason why that the Timberwolves would stay in Minnesota. But we also have to keep in mind that Glenn Taylor said that he does not want to move the team outside of Minnesota before the season when we were 0-0, yep. 0-0. And now we're three and nine, and arguably the worst team in the NBA this season, yep. and just got beat on a buzzer beater two nights ago against Cole Anthony and the Magic, yep. and lost to the Grizzlies without their three best players on the team yep. with Towns in our lineup. Yep. Obviously that doesn't matter, but I'm just saying how bad the T Wolves are. It's painful to watch. But yeah. yeah, I really hope that they stay in Minnesota and can actually start playing some professional basketball here. Yeah, it's been anything but professional uh, up until this point. I mean, it's a gong show right now, and we'll get into it more on Tuesday episode. But, yeah, it's been an absolute gong show. And so it's not really surprising to see these stories uh, start popping up or, the you know, people talking, moving the Wolves to Vegas or wherever you're going to say. But it's not super surprising to see when the Wolves did everything they did in the offseason. You know, you hired back your young coach and you got this new hot GM Garrison Rosas, who's supposed to shake up this franchise and, and, and put a new product that you haven't seen in Minnesota for a long time. And then the product starts looking a lot like what you've seen in Minnesota for a long time. And then the conversation has come about moving the team. It's not, it's not too surprising, the, the storylines that follow one after another. But we'll see what happens, BG. We, we, we might be right, and, and we'd probably both be upset about that if we were right, and, and the Wolves are moving. But I, I don't see it, at least at this point. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that another date too, the Timberwolves, because there's a lot there that's gone wrong. But yeah. maybe I'll just do this snippet if it is right, so we can go back to it and claim that we we're the first one to break it. So it's perfect. Just- perfect.
Breaking Minnesota Timberwolves that moved to Las Vegas. Wake and Take announces it, hearing it on January 21st, 21st, 2021. Repeat, Minnesota Timberwolves moving to Las Vegas. Yeah, I should have said the 22nd. This won't release to the 22nd. But we said on the 21st, and BG called me like four days ago and told me the T-Wolves are moving. And I told him, no, they're not moving. But, yeah, we reported on the 21st. There we go. Now Woj bomb, all the Woj bombs and everything, they have to credit <laughs> us, right? Isn't that how it works, Andy? Uh, uh I don't know. That, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was that was that was great audio. I uh, I have great audio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, um I hate to get all Darren Ravel sports business reporter yeah. um on on you guys, but uh the uh NBA has been looking to expand as opposed to having teams relocate the past couple years. Um, and they've set the owners have set the um, the franchise expansion fee at uh, between one and one point five billion dollars. And what that means is if if they expand, um, whoever owns a new team has to put up a billion dollars that is split between all other NBA owners. Um, oh. And the fact that it's the owners who who make these decisions um, on, and they, they vote on on if teams can move, who gets to join the owners club. Um, when it comes to like buying new teams, um, I think uh, um, I mean there's a lot of teams that uh, that would like to go to Las Vegas. They already have a um, they already have a, a T-Mobile Arena built for the uh, for the Golden Knights. Yeah. Um, the, the sports betting money's there. Um, I'd expect that. Um, they would take the take the money from from a new owner before letting one of their own move their franchise there. Yeah, yeah, I think you make a good point, especially when they when you hear about the Seattle talks of expansion mm-hmm. franchises going there. You you would expect uh, other expansion franchises as well. If they're adding one, they're going to add at least two. So I, I think you make a good point. Maybe it's Seattle and, and Las Vegas get the new teams, and and we're back to. Uh, what is it? Would it be thirty-two teams in the NBA then? Uh, some, I think it's thirty right now. Yeah, yeah, thirty. I, I, I think that I think that every week we should pick a new city to announce the Wolves. Uh, <laughs> okay, there, like that it. we heard that that that, that we heard a heard a speak somewhere, just so that yeah. what if they do ultimately move, whether it be in a year, in five years, we can always come back to that. We yeah. covered that city. We, That's like we yeah, predicted it. exactly. That's like the Twitter accounts who tweet out. Uh, before the season yeah. starts, like every possible Super Bowl matchup, and then delete all the other tweets yeah. that aren't right, and just have the one that is right. And they're like, "Oh, look, I predicted yeah. the future." <laughs> you know, I, I like that idea. That's a good strategy, Randy. That that can do wonders for us. Uh, fellas, anything else to uh, wrap up? Uh, whatever we're talking about, NFL, Wild, Gopher. Uh, we I guess we got a little Gopher hockey we got to get to, Zach. So let, let's oh, yeah. hit that Gopher hockey. You got a talking point for us, the number four yeah. team in the country, go for hockey. We are, yeah. We're playing tonight, actually. We're playing well, we're playing Thursday night and then Friday night. Um, they've, they've mixed it around. Usually it was Friday, Saturday, go, uh, college hockey was played. But since COVID, they've, they've mixed it around. We've played every day of the week, um, and that, that's never happened before um, in a season. But so we are – we were number one. We started out 10-0, and 0, and we lost one to Wisconsin, won one to Wisconsin – and then beat Wisconsin – but then, unfortunately, last weekend we got swept by Notre Dame, who was unranked at the time. 
Um, and that was kind of an ugly weekend. So we're looking to bounce back versus Arizona State this weekend. We're number four, and it's pretty crazy. There are four teams in the top seven um, that are from Minnesota. So it's number two is Minnesota State Mankato. Number four is us. Number six is uh, St. Cloud. And number seven is Duluth. So Minnesota State of Hockey representing college hockey pretty well. And um, if everything's you know, remains as is, we'll, we'll have a lot of Minnesota representation in the, the uh, frozen four or the, that end of year tournament, I think. Yeah. Frozen yeah. four um, tournament. So yeah, something to, something to watch out for. Yeah, there we go. We'll keep an eye on that. Go for hockey trending upwards. Hopefully that'll do it for the show. We'll be back Tuesday morning, recapping all the games from this weekend and action from around the country. We'll see you guys all then. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end that's right. I hope you have the time of your life. Take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf and good up and good times Tattoos of memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life That was awesome, guys. That, that was, was awesome. That whistle part was really good. Thank you. <laughs>